Well, hi, this is Pastor Dan Schultz from Zion Lutheran Church. And as you can tell today, I'm not at church. Now, during this time of COVID, those phrases that get thrown around, like self-quarantine and possible exposure, sometimes they get close to home. I hope that you are safe and well. My family is safe and well, and I want to keep it that way. So I'm preaching this weekend, but I'm doing it from my new home studio. Don't you like it? Yeah, it works pretty well but I don't want to do it in the long term because I miss seeing all of you and so does the rest of my family. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I'm going to begin our short two-week series, We Are Not Abandoned, with a story to kind of set the stage for our time together. Six-year-old Maggie was with her father at the Amtrak station. It was very busy on their way to the train, so her father told Maggie to hold tight to my coat as he carried their luggage and went through the crowds towards the platform. Well, a six-year-old grip is not that strong, and soon she had to let go. She lost track of Dad. Her dad, well, he kept right on walking, didn't even realize she was gone for a while. It must have felt like being abandoned. Maggie felt very frightened for a while. But when her father did find her, she was at ease in the security office because two officers had found her and they had distracted her, even joining in with her coloring in her little coloring book in her backpack. Friends, if you believe that you've been abandoned, you have two choices. Either you can look for something to relieve that feeling temporarily, or you can keep watch for a power that will lead you permanently out of that feeling. If someone that matters has walked off and abandoned you, you can either pretend it isn't happening or you can color your coloring books or you can wait and watch for the power to move on. If you believe you've been abandoned, you could easily go into a panic. But remember when that happens, you've got two choices. Choice number one, if you felt abandoned, you can distract yourself, busy yourself, Keep yourself occupied so the feeling of abandonment, while it's not gone completely, at least it's lessened a little bit. But the thing about these choices, about these options, they are only distractions. These ways of temporarily coping, they don't get you past the feeling and onto your goal. They're like turning to your coloring books in your backpack. But choice number two, when you feel abandoned, to watch and to wait and receive the power that will lead you to where you need to go. Something that lasts, something that really is constant and consistent. Friends, I believe that a critical issue in our contemporary Christianity is that we act as though we have been abandoned. We seem to think that we've been abandoned, so we sit around distracting ourselves filling our time with things or the plans of other people instead of intentionally watching for and receiving that power that can transform us and lead us forward. Why do I say as though we act as if, we, as if we've been abandoned? Well, because for all of our pretty language about being led by the Lord, listening to his voice and following his plans, most of us, I think, operate as if everything depended on us. We settle for distractions and easy entertainment instead of our serious mission. I sure wish someone would do something about that or fix this, we might say. 
I sure wish our leaders would quit arguing and make some solid decisions that'll help people you might be asking yourself. I really hope that we're making the right choices, restarting our school, going back to church, reopening our business. See, note, even the way that people talk and think about these things, they give this idea that we, as people, are in charge. That's who we see, and that's what we think. But how often are we really talking to God about getting His power in the mix? How often are we really looking for God's hand and His power in the challenges that we face? It seems so often, even when we outwardly walk the Christian walk, that we don't deeply believe that it is God who empowers us in the mission of His church. We think that if something goes well, well, hey, it's us. It's our energy, our resourcefulness, and our smarts that got it done. And we believe that God has abandoned us and that if we're going to do church and do ministries, well, apparently we're going to have to figure it out on ourselves. And that means that we're going to end up doing all these things, these little things, trivial things, self-serving things, distracting things, instead of accomplishing God-sized things. And I am totally guilty of this too. For example, as the staff thought through in the past four and a half months about how we would continue our ministry and worship and education, what Zion would look like once we were able to reopen for worship, and I hope it looks good right now. See, most often while we were thinking about that, I busied myself with the details. I distracted myself with the hundreds of little decisions about worship and safety and technology instead of really looking for God in the big picture. I allowed stress and timelines and my own thoughts to guide me instead of watching for what God wanted Zion to look like before, during, and after these challenges. Now, please don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that all those hundreds of little details are unimportant that work and energy and effort wasn't needed to get us through those months. I'm not saying that we should sit back and just let God do his thing, that he'll complete all our ministries and he'll run our church for us. Now he's put us in our positions, whether we're staff, elected and appointed church board and committee members, volunteers or regular lay people. Now it was really only when I heard Bonnie talking one day about how God's hand has been so clearly and obviously at work through Zion over the years. It's almost as if God had COVID-19 in mind when he started planning things for us. You see, God was preparing God-sized answers to our challenges. How else can you explain that we just happened to have Kevin coming on staff right in the midst of this? His installation was supposed to be the third or fourth weekend in March, and now it's scheduled for August 9th. You see, he brings the planning, the technical skills, and the problem-solving mindset to all of our challenges. How else can you explain how we have a member who is a sound and lighting specialist, and that Eric was able and willing to share his expertise with us to immediately begin recording our worship services in mid-March without missing a beat? How else can you explain Bruce offering us the use of his video equipment while we together plan the long-term proposal for what we have today? And just as importantly, he brings the expertise in video and audio editing. So glad that he's on board too. How else can you 
explain just having the perfect staff around us. Bonnie, Bryce, Carol, Rick, and Paula downstairs with our Zeke kids, all of our singer volunteers, all willing to pull together and week after week go that extra mile to support our Saturday recording sessions and doing all those things that needed to be done. Rolling with all the changes from the CDC, the federal and state levels throughout this pandemic. And how else can you explain having a couple of pastors who mainly just know when to get out of the way and let all these things happen? Yeah. My friends, God-sized answers are available. Sometimes, sometimes they come quietly over the long haul. Other times he zaps us with them in some aha moment. It was only when I stopped and listened and watched everything happening around me that I finally understood, hey, it's not all up to me. I can let God work his will here. Well, I'm here today first to affirm that you are not abandoned, that we are in the presence of the spirit of a living God. And since the spirit is with us, it's time for us to turn ourselves from our coloring books and turn toward serious mission, empowered by the, that same spirit of our living God. Does God have answers for our anxiety and fear and bicker, bickering surrounding the COVID pandemic, the red and blue political division in our nation, the systemic injustice between classes, cultures, and ethnicities? Now, the challenges and distractions today may seem larger than life, but they are not larger than God. What, what did Jesus say about his father's solution, about where our priorities and focus should be? Jesus said, love God and love your neighbor. What a place this world would be if Jesus' followers first lived this way and second shared him this way. If you're watching and hearing this, you can be assured that God is tuned in and that he has empowered his solution, the church of which you and I are all a part. God has not abandoned his worldwide church. God has not abandoned this church and this congregation. In fact, God has promised to never abandon us. We are in the presence of the Spirit. That's a given. But when that Holy Spirit comes, he so often comes not so much to give us comfort. He does do that. But for the church, he comes not just to give us comfort, but to empower us for mission. The Spirit comes to make us uncomfortable. Ooh, I'm not sure I like that. <laughs> it drives us out into dangerous places. The Bible says that the Spirit drove Jesus out into the wilderness to be tempted. Not exactly a comfortable place. And when the Spirit came to the early church on the day of Pentecost, he stirred them out of their fear and uncertainty, gave them power. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he comes to empower us for his mission even for a mission that can seem daunting at the best of times. But today, when even stepping out of your front porch seems like such a challenge, it can seem really difficult. Isn't our mission just to get through this pandemic? Well, it is, but it's also so much more than that because there's so many people out there that still need to know about Jesus and his love. The 14th chapter of John's Gospel, where Jesus tells his followers about the many rooms in heaven awaiting us, 
that passage can be so helpful when we're in distress and need a spiritual pick-me-up. It's been preached at literally thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of funerals over the years. And that's all right as far as it goes. That's what we want at a funeral is something comforting. But my friends, I'm going to ask you today to hear this well-known passage of Scripture from another perspective. I'm going to ask you to see it as a sign that we are never abandoned. And also because we are never abandoned, that we should give up just going through the motions of church, just walking the walk without talking the talk of a Christ follower. And that we can turn in our coloring books for the real thing. We can turn our focus to mission. First, I want you to notice that we are never abandoned if we're obedient to the Lord. The presence of the Spirit, it's going to be felt and known when we are obedient to what God wants. John chapter 14, verse 15 and 16, Jesus is talking to his disciples. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Do you see the connection between obedience and the Spirit coming? Keep the commandments, and the Father will bring a helper to be with you forever. Do what he says, and you will know his supporting presence. Our issue is we often get these two things backward. We want to receive first, and then we'll consider obedience. Lord, if you give us power and abundance, then we'll consider doing what you want. Lord, if you just fix us up with all these talented members or money or a comfortable fellowship, then we'll think about doing what you want us to do out in the community. Father, if you give us a good building and a nice comfortable church that serves our desires, then we'll go to the ends of the earth, spread your fame. Friends, that's got it all turned around and backwards. The Lord does not first give us gifts and then wait for us to figure out how to use them. He instead calls us to be faithful in the tough times, to be obedient, and then if we're obedient, then he gives us what we need. It's called faith. It's called trust. If the Lord has asked us to do something, he will give us the power to do it, but we don't wait for the power to be there. No, my friends, he will not abandon us, but neither will he let us simply play church focusing on only distractions. Just think of the early church. They had nothing, absolutely nothing. They had no buildings, no budget, no carefully refined evangelism methods, no time-honored patterns. All they had was a little team of a dozen or so disciples and a congregation of maybe 120. And when this little crew was told that the Holy Spirit would come on them and would give them power, friends, they took it seriously. When they heard the command to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth, well, that's what they set out to do. They set out to take over the world for Christ. And within months, it was being said that the way their movement, the Christ movement, that they had turned the world upside down. How did they manage that? Well, they managed because they obeyed the Lord's command. First, they trusted and then they received the power to carry out their mission. They saw that they had never been abandoned and that their very lives were swept up with the strengthening spirit of God within them. I could say much more on this theme, but today I'm just going to leave it at this. That we here at Zion, we need to discern what God wants us to do and then go right out and do it. Just do it. 
and worry later about the money and the manpower and the rules and all the laws and things are coming from. They don't come from us anyway. Those things come with the Spirit. We obey first and then we get the power to do the thing that we're obeying God about. John 14, 15 to 16. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Friends, let's remember that. We are not abandoned. It's not up to us alone to do church, to do ministry. We have the living spirit within us. Let's go out and share Jesus and do the mission of the church, even in the midst of a pandemic. I hope to see you real soon. Amen.